0: Year. Happy New Year! And Merry Christmas! And Merry Christmas! All and Merry Christmas! Still Christmas. Good to see. You. It's been a while.
1: We're back and better than ever.
0: What's that? It's been a month, really. Actually, I think. Yeah, I think we took like you know it took three weeks. Because you had the, I think our last episode was vampires, wasn't it? Or was that no? It was Larry. It was, it was Larry. Larry. Oh no, it was Larry. So it was three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, schedule start got a little difficult to uh, get together, folks. So we had to, to just be okay with taking a break. But we're back. We're good to go. Yeah. I got, man, so much. So much. But the reason we're doing, you'll notice, for those who are... Oh, look. Yes. So Katie Katie Ruvakalba had said on Twitter that she was going to come and talk smack to us and heckle us, but... I don't see the heckling at all happening at all. So that's fine.
1: Well, maybe you should explain to our audio participants yes. what we're doing
0: here today. We're doing a live stream today. I, mm-hmm. This was a last minute idea of mine. I thought, hey, we could do this. We're going to record today at noon. We started a little late. If you go to the YouTube channel, you get a half hour very awkward content. <laughs> before yeah, before this starts. So you get a very half hour very awkward It's all free, baby. Content. <laughs> awkward content. Uh, but we are live today. Well before we actually start I have a unless as this is going to be part of your little set we need no, to catch up on is your wrist a little heavy? It is.
1: Um uh, it's not you know it's one of those things um in as much as the Lord's yoke is uh easy his burden light so is this wrist watch right here. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh got this fancy new Seiko watch for Christmas uh thanks to the uh watch uh senpais for picking it out for me, uh, JVL and uh, Ed Condon. It's very, it's funny, because my mom, she worked in the fashion industry for years and years and years. Yeah. She knows style, she knows a lot, if so she's an expert. But watch world is a very different world. Uh, and so she learned yes. a lot in this process as well. But I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I, I look at it all nice. the time. I That's it awesome, time.
0: very, I very pretty. nice. That is very nice. It is. I have my nice watch as well. I, I actually got, I, I this is a, uh, I, I hope Ed and JVL don't kill me for having this, but I have a second watch now. Okay, I got I got an Apple Watch. You got an Apple Watch because I I'm trying to not is not a New Year's resolution. This is just a I need to get my button gear with exercising resolution. And I was nice. looking between the Peloton and Apple Fitness, mm-hmm. and Apple Fitness is like half well, like half the price when so you buy your own bike and stuff like this, and the watch, and it's like a quarter of the cost for the monthly classes. And I was like. I think I can do that so I bought the watch I got the Mm -hmm. six which was is like they're not making them anymore it's essentially the same as the seven yeah um and so I got that for this so this is so this is my little my parents gave me some money for Christmas to put towards the exercise equipment so this is part of that so I'm getting a bike next week which is nice but yeah I but welcome to nice watch club it's everyone I think every man needs a good watch See, here's the thing. I am just entering into Watch World, so I don't feel comfortable enough to talk about it. Oh, Uh, no. I I know nothing about... Like, Listen, I, I, I too, do not know all the stuff that Ed and JVL know about it. Um, And part of my joy being around them when they talk about watches is just seeing them be so happy about it. You know? (laughs) Indeed. It's good to see them get so excited. Um, But we're not here to show off watches. No. No. We're doing a live show because... so, for those who know, I had this book that's been talked about a lot. We keep on dropping hints about it for a long time, but then there were oh yeah. delays and everything. Months and months. But look what's finally
1: here. <speaking> Bob Harrison's book, Mysterium. It's real life, it has become it's incarnate. Real life.
0: It is real life, yes. There were a few delays for a few different reasons. Um, but it's finally here and man like when I unboxed that box you're just huffing your book Oh <laughs> yeah. just huffing that new book smell <laughs> that new book smell man there is I still remember when I went to visit the sisters and they took me through their warehouse where all their books were and I could just smell the glue and it was like the best thing in the world <laughs> that's why the sisters are so joyful all the time they're just huffing glue, <laughs> <They're> huffing glue. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so yes it is out, folks. It is out. So this is the book, Mysterion, The Revelatory Power of the Sacramental Worldview. Sister Danielle did the beautiful cover art, and this is what everyone is uh, kind of gushing over, and rightfully so, because she did an amazing, amazing job. I'm not going to really talk nice. about too, too much today. Um, <laughs> Marianne said, ha, I just sniffed mine. I'm like, yeah, right? Yes. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. There Sniff them is... if you got them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So this is the the idea for those who don't know. And this is for, who, if you want to see a lot, go to around the 47th minute on <laughs> YouTube <laughs> to finally see us go look at it. And so this is what it looks like right here with the cover. Uh, you take off the dust jacket though. And then there is an icon. Ugh, one second. Behind it, it's an icon of Christ and creation, right? With Mary. And her mantle being blue, and we—I'll do a little thing one time about kind of explaining more of this. Um, Sister Danielle did an amazing job. I mean, this is just the most stunning thing. Um, and so it's out. It has many, many endorsements. It is lacking one endorsement.
1: This is, this is, I am genuinely, this is not a false humility thing. This is something that has genuinely confused me from the very moment you first asked, because I thought it was a joke. Months and months and months ago, you asked me to write an endorsement for your book, and I thought it was a joke, because, like, you're getting endorsements from, what, like, bishops and, like, actual writers? W- w- why would you, why would my endorsement even be printed on there? Because you,
0: you are the co-host of a popular Catholic podcast.
1: Yeah, I just, I just
0: don't buy it. I
1: was <laughs> <It's> like
0: <laughs> so you can or anyways, that's fine, that's fine. But obviously you endorse it somehow, right? Like you're letting me talk about it. you, let me shill, you let me shill. Like yeah, so, I'll no, be honest, folks. So I, I, I hate self promotion. I can't stand it. I, um. Oh, there we go. Sister Benedicta says we can add it on the reprint.
1: That, and be, that, no, no, no. Uh, now, now, since since I am a wanted commodity. I have some uh stipulations if it's okay. going to happen okay. okay i want the second edition to be the father anthony sharappa special edition with a exclusive <laughs> um commentary okay. written in the margins i want do we to do put put long new hair project. on the peacock
0: do we put long hair on the peacock
1: yes a little little, a little beard on the peacock, <laughs> a little man bun on the peacock. Uh, I, I'll talk with the sisters, but I think we can make it happen. I'll have my I'm people sure. I'm talk sure to your fine people. With this.
0: Yes, yeah, um, yes, yes.
1: That's the only way it's going to happen.
0: Yes. So you can um, you can go to. Oh my gosh! Now I'm just my brain just went uh, blank on the. You are bad at self promotion. Uh, I really, oh yeah, there you go. I just want to make sure I get the. I want to make sure I get the URL URL right. Mm-hmm. PaulineStore.com dot is probably your best place to get it right now. For one reason, it seems like it's already. I don't know if it's already sold out on on Amazon, or they just haven't gotten it in stock yet. Um, but it says uh, not in stock on Amazon. So mm-hmm. your best place, and here's why you want to get it at Pauline if you haven't gotten it yet. The sisters get a bigger share, so you're actually supporting the sisters more, and that's a good thing. We're giving them more money to do their ministry, which they do amazing, beautiful work. And they deserve every ounce of your support as possible. So do yourself a favor and order it. Plus, here's the thing, I've seen their, I've seen their, their operation. You're gonna have sisters packing your book for you with love and care. Mm-hmm. Will Amazon do that for you? No,
1: no they won't. The way I see it, you have two choices. You can support the sisters in their mission of evangelization, yeah. or you can support a man's midlife crisis of going out into space. Like these are these are your options. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna pick? What yeah. are you
0: gonna choose? Yeah. Are you going if to aim the sisters- for eternal things, the heavenly yeah. things, or mm-hmm. just the created heavens? Right. And if the sisters sell enough books, maybe they'll build a rocket ship and go to space. I mean, I'm sure aliens need to be evangelized. There are no aliens. We talked about this. This is true. This is true. So, um, I, so a couple things. So, one is just the the idea behind the the cover. Just so you're aware, is that this is the Sister Danielle really wanted this to be a, an experience of sacrament. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do one day for a special episode to talk about this. I can maybe bring her on because I think she would be great to explain all of her art stuff. She she's done a great job with this. Sorry. Um, so that the idea is that you take off the veil to see the reality, just like a sacrament, right? And mm-hmm. so, Mysterion is all about rediscovering the Catholic worldview. So this this notion of of the sac- the sacramental nature of the Catholic worldview. So, like, what, what does it mean? what does sacrament mean? Why? How it's not just something that we reduce to the seven sacraments? And I think you'll find in here. Um, a lot of stuff that we've talked about on the podcast to some extent but you'll also see other things that we haven't so part one talks about what is the sacramental worldview we talk about the notion of mystery you'll find out what this word mysterion means I mean look at just look at even the spine like isn't that just like it's really well done (laughs) it's so well done like this is amazing uh next chapter we talk about participation in the life of Christ my favorite chapter now this is the cool thing so I I don't know if this is a great gift to give as a pastor per se, but to some of my staff, this was part of their Christmas gift. Oh, sure, gave you have them a to. Because yeah. um, it's not cheap in Canada, man. With the exchange rate, it's like thirty two fifty. So wow. um, I thought, you know, and it's a, again a gorgeous book. Uh, I gave it, and I gave it especially to my secretary or my reception. Or actually, sorry, she's my office manager now, because um, she's kind of my target audience in many mm. ways. Someone who loves the faith, yeah. who knows it reasonably well but yep. doesn't have you know a theological education or anything like this um and i asked her like how and she said first she loved this is the next chapter chapter on modernism which you may remember from our early episodes which we talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's been finding it very helpful and she says that the book has already given her answers to questions she didn't she realized she had but never was able to give word to yeah um and then you also she also found that it's helping her understand the deeper aspects of the faith which and i said are you understanding it and she goes well, there are some parts i have to reread i said well that's fine i mean it's stretching you. She goes exactly. That's fine with it. But she yeah. said I've been really enjoying it. So if you're like wondering like what kind of person is this for? Is this is for someone who I would say loves their faith, or or you know maybe it's for the Protestant who's trying to understand why Catholics are the way they are, for example, right? Or you're trying to find out more about your faith. So you're gonna find it's 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 some ways like for me this book is really the encapsulation of how I approach my life, the Christian life, the Catholic life, etc. So that's part one. And part two looks at the sacramental worldview itself. Like so what is the Church and who is Mary. And then we look at living out the sacramental worldview through the liturgy, the mass, uh, Christian prayer, discipleship, um, and then a little bit of a conclusion where I don't mention the tradening, but the tradening is definitely inspiring some of the content there. Ooh. So I'm gonna promote this a little bit, obviously, because again, I'm
1: doing this for the sisters. Oh, we're gonna be shilling it for the the next Next year. It's gonna be the year of
0: Mysterion. That's right, you guys are gonna be so tired of mystery. Because you're going to have figured mystery out. Impossible um, be tired of mystery. So we're going to be putting on a little contest.
1: Oh, right. I think, yeah.
0: Yes. You, you did agree to this, right? I did agree to this. Okay, good. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I forgot that we were doing it, but yes. Yes. And we're going to put this out on Twitter and stuff, too. Um, for anybody who orders a copy, uh, or sorry, let me rephrase this. No. Uh, we're going to offer as a competition win, but we have to... Uh, I, I'm going to figure out the details. So pay attention to Twitter, okay. please, because I realized I didn't figure out all the details. But as a prize, <laughs> you're going to get a signed copy of Mysterion. Mm-hmm. You're going to also get a a, a kind of half hour ish hangout with the whole Zoom hangout with the whole clerically speaking team.
1: Yeah, do we do we do we get um, producer Indiana to sign on to this? Um, her, really her mom tough.
0: signed on for her, I think. Okay, I'm good. Sure. Good, good. I'm good. almost sure. Yeah. Um, so then to do this, yes, pay attention to Twitter. Pay attention to the pod account. Pay attention to mine. More details will come out tomorrow. Um, but this will be the grand prize. And is, the idea is just to help get the promotion, get the idea out there. So if you already have a copy, great. You can, might be able to win a copy that you can then give, or I'll sign the copy for you obviously mm-hmm. you give it a little note in there and everything and then you can the copy you bought you can give away to someone else that you might know and love and appreciate this is a this is a great book to, to buy to give away to people obviously and again and also coming in the future in March we're going to be having a video series coming out as well so right, yeah, uh, cool. I'm very excited I am not as prepared because the release date happened a bit quicker than I was expecting actually uh, we were originally <laughs> planning a bit later so this is all like a little happening a little bit faster so I'm trying to catch up on things so I will have the final details of the content that's what you're going to win where you're gonna try and help us promote it through Twitter, social media, et cetera. And then we'll find all the winners and then we'll pick a the winner there to come and hang out with us on Zoom one night just to hang out yeah, yeah. and chill. So yeah, so with all that, welcome to Clerically Speaking,
1: I'm Father Harrison. <laughs> I'm Father Anthony. And uh, you may have noticed the background's a little different. I'm not gonna give you guys a tour, but I am in my real room. I have now a sitting room. I have um, a bathroom and a bedroom. After months and months, uh, we're finally all moved in, happy to go, and it is delightful. Um, I will show you one thing. So this this is something I bought while I was in seminary. And uh, one second, it's over here.
0: Here we go. Here we
1: go. So I've got these three foot tall statues of Our Lady. She says hello to everybody. <laughs> and then over here here's Jesus he gives you all he gives you all a blessing he gives you a high five <laughs> he doesn't say high five he's like hello <laughs> so it's just nice to have all my icons and my stuff and everything and while I'm very happy about all that I'm also very upset about something Harrison okay so uh this is in no way to disparage any gift givers um because we've been getting so many gifts at the parish you know cookies chocolates presents all these things very wonderful but this is more of a problem i have with a particular supplier of chocolates so i have here this big box of chocolates it's actually not for me it's for all the priests but i took it into my room Mm -hmm. don't tell them okay okay and i've always had a problem with these boxes of chocolates why because what there's various kinds and you know what i don't like I don't like surprises, Father Harrison. There's no no guide. There's, well, I mean, in a lot of them, there are no guides, right? Now, the reason why I don't like this is because life is full of unpleasant surprises. Mm -hmm. And the most unpleasant kind of surprise is when you are expecting one thing and you get something different. Especially in taste. Right? The worst, okay? And I just, there's too much going on in my life. When I eat a piece of chocolate, I want it to be comforting, known, just a moment of joy however small in my life. Now, Mm -hmm. most chocolatiers, if they're good, they'll put like a mirrored image on the inside of the box Mm -hmm. to show you very easily what you're going to get, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I opened the box, there was none. But there was this thing, where did it go? Oh yes, a guidebook. Yeah. Yes, but it's not a guidebook to this particular box of chocolates. It's a guidebook to all of their chocolates. Yeah.
0: I feel like this is a terrible idea. I've seen this all the time.
1: This is a terrible idea, because you know what? Listen, we the is nice... always
0: caramel. Okay. okay.
1: No, 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 no. No, it's not yeah. that. They make them... No, no. This is this is my time. My time. Okay. <laughs> so we got the box of assorted creams. Delightful. I particularly like an orange cream. I feel like orange is a underused flavor in desserts. So I was able to find that. But the problem with this is that I have seen all the boxes of chocolates that I didn't receive. So Uh, so there is something called the VIP assortment, and the box is like three feet long. And you're like, why didn't I get the VIP assortment? I can literally measure how much you love me by this guide. (laughs) Now, at least I didn't get the signature assortment, which is like seven chocolates. Like, if you give someone that, you're basically insulting them in some way. But I also didn't get the 20-ounce classic assortment. So many. Uh, I didn't get the assorted truffles. Look at all these things you didn't give me. I feel like it's a terrible idea for a gift. I shouldn't know what I you missed see? out on. Because you, just, you just enjoy it. No, I'm not yes. gonna enjoy it. Yes, you know absolutely. why? Because there's something called the VIP assortment. And I'm not a VIP in your life. All I do, all I do is give you God's grace through the sacraments. All I do is give up my entire life for you and uh-huh. I'm not worthy of a VIP assortment. You do realize what's gonna happen now. What's gonna happen now? A
0: VIP box is gonna be showing up at your door at some point.
1: I think that would be appropriate. I think like the worker deserves his <laughs> pay, I deserve uh-huh. a VIP box of chocolates. I don't think that's too much to ask. Except feel, it might bring you diabetes? I feel bad that I even have to ask
0: for this because really I shouldn't have Except to. it might bring you diabetes? It, it, so uh, can we talk about this in general though Like around this yes. stuff Because like I mean listen I get it God bless everyone Everyone's always like, <laughs> looking out for priests And stuff like this May I make a humble suggestion folks Less, less chocolate and baking
1: <sighs>
0: I, I mean for I me know. I agree with that Yes I know It's a tough one Like It's just there's so much of it I can't eat it all I can't do
1: She it doesn't going. bother me because we've got a big staff. We pass stuff out. I know. I, you you see, have grown... I, I only have
0: one staff right now, so I, I can't. True. It's hard to. And she gets baking too. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I'm doing my best. I freeze it, but I forget about it once it's in the freezer, unfortunately. The yeah. earlier you get it to me, the more chance I'm going to eat it. <laughs> and, but it's just, my point, my point is. We don't need so... diabetes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that would be
1: unfortunate. Bad. But. My point is, isn't that I got this box of chocolates. It's mm. that I know what I didn't get. This is the problem. Now mm. I know I'm not a VIP. And that's just crushing to me. You will always be a VIP in my heart. Thank you. Where's my chocolate?
0: What if the real chocolate Actions. is the friends we made along, along the way?
1: No, it's not. Real chocolate's real chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need more friends. I need more chocolate.
0: <laughs> I will take you to all the Canadian chocolate outlets when you come here in March. Uh, probably all maple flavored. I don't wanna go there. No, there's all sorts of stuff. Dude, there's some good chocolate here. Like goose flavored chocolates?
1: Or or moose uh, moose fill moose yes. meat chocolates, I assume. Moose know. and I don't know. Moose. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's all I got, Harrison. That's all you got. I'm angry about chocolate. Yes. See, unfortunately, Ed,
0: Ed is uh Ed is Ed is uh yeah, the chatting's is hard. Um, Ed did pop in later, asking. I think he was hoping this was going to be watch talk. But I'm like, you're too late, man. You're too late. Yeah, we had Anyways. a little bit of watch talk. Just all a right, bit. we did, we did. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna skip all the extra segments. We do have the new. Wait, we have this new hotline thingy. Yeah, I want to do it. Oh, do you have something ready to go? Uh, I mean, I'll I just don't. Get gonna, quick- I had. To, I did not get time to listen to the messages.
1: Okay. Um, so this is not gonna be great for our we live stream so people. We
0: are so prepared, folks. This is amazing. No, I'm Listen, the content for this. after this is gonna be really good. I promise. I, I've never get, apologize we get for your content. That's what chumps do. Never
1: apologize in general. It shows weakness. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, ba, 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 ba. we this have a new segment. Sound.
0: Okay, we got a new segment. We have a hotline now. That's Isn't right. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So. Tell the people how, what the hotlines for and how you can reach it. But you see, also, I'm Canadian. It's my nature to apologize. I know. I'm American. I never apologize. Exactly. Okay. All
1: right. So, guys, we have this new segment because we're, we're kind of done with the sumo for now. Maybe forever. Who knows? Uh, but we still want to get your input and answer your questions and stuff. And this is a fun way to do it. You can call 412-912-7995. That's 412-912-7995. Uh, producer Nick has promised a jingle that he's gonna figure out. I don't know if he has it ready by this episode, but you can do it, and you can leave us, guys, a message. And this is gonna sound much better on the podcast than it will on the live stream. But, and then when we, isn't it like pastoral emergency or something like that? It's called pastoral emergency. No, no, no yeah. theological emergency. Theological emergency, right. Because everyone has emergencies of a theological yes. nature. They occur yes. on a daily basis, hourly yes. basis, really. Yes. Yes. and. Uh, you need to call us with your emergency because we're the experts in all
0: things uh, how theological. The, how do the two natures interact with each other? You give yeah. us a call. Exactly. We're like what do you get abducted? Except for theology,
1: you get abducted, and the only way to uh, leave your captors ask you, "What are the spirations of the Holy Spirit?" And you're like, "I don't know that." Do I get to phone a friend? And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And then you call us, and then a week later, I'm sorry, you have to be a week in captivity, but a week later, you become free because of us. Beautiful, right? <laughs> Thank you for calling Clerically Speaking. If this is truly a theological emergency, please dial 1 at any time.
0: Hi, I flushed my goldfish down the toilet, and I wanted to know, is that a sin? Theological emergency. We'll take your call at 412-912-7995. Alright,
1: so I'm going to play this... This is Theological Emergency number one. Hello, Father Ant- Harrison and Father Anthony. Uh, this is Abraham. I was calling to ask, uh, over the last year or so, I've kind of curated a selection of Catholic podcasts that I, I'm finding I'm quite attached to. And I think it comes from uh, seeking a community of people who want to live out their faith in a more real and deep way,
0: and I'm wondering your advice on how to find people like that in my actual physical community, Um, because obviously an unhealthy attachment to internet people and not in real life is is no good. Um, Any thoughts
1: would be appreciated. God bless. Thank you all right abraham we have a question about how do you find real-life catholic friends uh it's nice to have online catholic friends after all some of our online catholic friends are joining us right now hello right. online catholic it's friends it's delightful it's all very good see everyone. but that's not enough to be a fulfilled christian human being and uh and uh producer nick has joined us he says sup nerds what's up dork uh and so the question is how do you find real-life catholic friends mm-hmm. i will begin by saying this can be very difficult, so don't beat yourself up if you find difficulty in doing this. A lot of this is also up to chance. Some parishes have very vibrant Catholic communities that you can just like look at the bulletin, figure out something that uh, you wanna join and you can find people and they're wonderful. Uh, and that's great. So a lot of times the answer is simply getting connected with your parish, seeing Knights of Columbus stuff, if there's a men's group or a ladies group, if there is a Bible study, if your parish is blessed to have a young adults group. Um, Go check it out and give it a shot. But my big advice to do this is um, to pray for good Catholic friends. Um, The Lord doesn't want us to be wandering about this veil alone without any community. And by praying and asking for that gift, that will help you to find people. The Lord will put people in your life. So the more you pray for it, that will help as well.
0: Yeah. And I think, I don't want to put it. It's, um, it's, it's hard. It depends on where you are. Like sometimes you're, you're in, you're in a small place maybe, and there aren't many Catholics there, or maybe you're in a, you're in a place where you're a Catholic minority or something like that. Um, all these things make it difficult and hard sometimes. So like, you know, sometimes it's also maybe looking a bit outside your parish at start, maybe sometimes other elsewhere in your diocese. Uh, to find people who, you, like if there's different programs going on, larger things, men's groups, for example, for you, Abraham, right? Like a, if there are men's groups happening nearby, that could be a great place to start where they might know someone in your parish that they can get you in touch with. Um, I'm fi- I do find that if there is a good um, course of some sort in your parish to take part in, that's always a great place to get to know people. Um, it, it It's hard. I think part of it, too, it's, it's as we realize these things, we it's been COVID and so it's been hard to actually realize maybe how more isolated we've been without having those normal structures and supports and parishes that we usually would have. So, you know, go easy on yourself on that one. And it's like, I think there's something good to online Catholic community and that's not a bad thing either. Sometimes it can fill that, that hole for a while for us, but I think it's also good that you recognize it can't be the be all. Um, so like father Anthony said, pray, um, Seek out locally, and it, or even sometimes it's like, hey, if there's a if there's a Catholic event you want to go to somewhere that you can travel to, go to that, fly out to that, drive out to that, whatever. It's a start. It's something, right? And it, yeah. and it's meeting some it's meeting people face to face.
1: And also, uh, uh, Katie brings up a good point. You might actually have to do some work. She says, make eye contact with people your age and invite them over for dinner. (laughs) It's true. So You might have to be the one to do this. I remember uh, coming across a Catholic couple. I was at a wedding, I think somewhere in in Texas or Florida or somewhere. And there was this, uh, uh, these two young adults married. And when they got to their Catholic parish, they realized there was no community. So they started one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sometimes you have to put in the work as well. And uh, easier said than done. But yeah. it's hard to know
0: it, like it's hard to know without yeah. knowing like what your with the pair situation is right. like and stuff like that. Right. Like if there's 10 people going to mass, that's going to be really hard to do regardless.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's do one more. Okay. let see. I'm looking for one specifically.
0: <laughs> Hi, I have a quick question. This is, this is Pat from The Crunch, by the way. <laughs> um, are you afraid that by posting your uh, phone number? on the internet that people will use this fun idea for a segment as a shameless
1: plug for their own podcast anyway can't wait to hear your thoughts uh love you boys i mean fathers uh bye Uh,
0: and it just cuts off there yeah i'm actually not afraid at all yeah because we don't know anybody who has also catholic podcasts exactly and we get to control the content that comes on our podcast exactly and we would only put good content on so we're not worried about all these other podcasts yeah like who else would podcasts yeah
1: who else would possibly like have the the gall to advertise on a legitimate Catholic podcast as such po- as our like,
0: own? Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're like you know laity or something like that. Like, who right? Wants to listen to laity, anyways. Right? What do
1: no. they know? Exactly. Ridiculous.
0: <laughs> we love imagine the ima- This is a joke. <laughs> imagine like two children <laughs> who
1: just like went to a Catholic school and like read some books, actually making a podcast and it being successful. I can't imagine that. I can't. So no, no, I'm ever. not worried about that. Pat yeah. Uh from, from the church is it's a weird city to be from, but uh, I haven't heard of that one. Uh, it must be somewhere in Pennsylvania. I definitely wouldn't look up the Crunch um, to find out where that not city is,
0: or if it's a podcast or no, anything. So, or why if there's a guy named Pat there.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, I'm not worried so, about it at all. Not at all. Not at all uh so guys we've got a lot of fun ones uh we'll be playing them in the future but go ahead give us a call it can be silly it can be serious we're gonna try to get a mix of both uh yeah. and uh really excited for this because we got a lot of good ones already in the bank that we're gonna be playing <laughs> and it's a, it's a fun idea also if you call it's it's a treat just to call in because a uh, producer nick set up a a message system and it's delightful i got, <laughs> I, got so delightful. Phone insta- I stopped the phone in <laughs> it's really it's really fun as only producer Nick can do. That yes. has been Theological Emergencies. That's two emergencies
0: no longer prevalent in the world. Yes. You're welcome. Now, it's time for some good old presbyteral exhortations.
1: And now it is time for presbyteral exhortations Oh yes. Yes. quite good, quite good Indubitably, <laughs> I bet they can't wait to learn, They're gonna learn to it's my favorite part it's oh. the oh. best part oh. yes, yes. Quite. Quite. yes. Quite. yes. Quite. I want to talk
0: about online stuff again uh, I think it's really important and I want to talk about it from a, a little experience I've had over the last year I know some. I know this might be a tad, a little bit controversial uh, but on the side, as a little hobby. I actually quite enjoy uh, NFTs. Um, and I'll explain what that is in a second.
1: You're gonna have to, because I've yes. been trying not to learn for a long time. I'm really mad at you that you're gonna make me learn
0: something. Yes, but I've had also experiences of their online communities. And it's been very interesting. And as I've been trying to come back to Catholic Twitter this week, I was actually quite shocked. And it was actually um, quite a shock to the system. The difference because honestly the Catholic experience of social media as I've been perusing and browsing and retweeting things and getting back on and I had to be away for a while not because of social media stuff it's just life really got crazy for two months Um, really 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 crazy Um, and just a lot of emergencies that had to be taken care of not theological uh, but a lot of emergencies had to be anyways um, I want to talk about this because I think there is something to online communities in general that I don't think we take seriously as Catholics. And I think we're being evan- evangelically ignorant of it all. Hmm. And I don't think that does us any good. Um, and I don't think, and I think we're actually losing out on some major evangelical opportunity. Cause I've, so I'm not going to go into all the stuff around NFTs and everything. Cause I don't, this is not a show necessarily about NFTs itself. Um, But it's been something I've been involved in for about a year as a little hobby, as a little collecting hobby and stuff like this. And also a little way to pay off some of my student loans, which has worked out and stuff like that, which is great, you know, God bless it, you know, it's great. Um, But it's also been interesting because like part of this whole culture is also like discords and Twitter and, and all that stuff and kind of paying attention to that stuff. Uh, Just a quick thing for those who don't know what an NFT is. An NFT is short for non-fungible token. Um, And it exists on the Ethereum blockchain. I will not explain what blockchain is right now this is not a show of um, so a blockchain. But so something fungible means that when you exchange one thing for one thing, it's the same thing. So if I, if I had two glasses here, you know, this glass and I had this, this glass and it was like another glass right here, they'd be fungible, they'd be exactly the same value, etc. But if you go to like an art museum, you see the Mona Lisa, you can have prints of the Mona Lisa and everything, but they're not the same as the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. The Mona Lisa is non-fungible. It, it's non-replicable, you can't replicate it. Okay. So non-fungible tokens are just not, you cannot replicate whatever exists, it is yours, you have the token with all the content that's associated with the token is yours exclusively and everything. It's not just about images, everyone just makes fun of it. It's like, oh, you're just collecting JPEGs. You're actually not. And I think actually this is where I wanted to put a little challenge to to Catholics. Um, We have to be better about understanding before we just make fun of things about other communities or other things that happen online. Um, There's a lot more to it for people. and a lot of it doesn't exist. The, the, the NFT becomes a gateway of access to things like online communities, um, social benefits, um, part, like, um, you know events, parties, all sorts of things. Um, so let, me, let yeah. me try to boil that down. so yes, thank you.
1: On the internet, there are internet things. yes. And as we know, it's very easy to steal things on the internet, taking screenshots, copying yes. things, okay So an NFT is a thing on the internet, and by the power of science, it's a thing that can't be copied. It's actually a unique thing on the internet. And that's therefore right. it can have more value than other things right. that can be copied it's, on it's, the and internet. It's, and
0: it's publicly verifiable right through the mm-hmm. blockchain. So blockchain is something that's public. Everybody can see all the transactions that happen everywhere all the time. And so it's, it's is, is this all perfect? No, this is all very new technology. Yes, there are there have been opportunities in the past, especially for, it to, for cryptocurrency and stuff like that to be used for nefarious purposes and stuff like this, right? Um, but for me, what has been very interesting, and this is where I've, like the reason I kind of stuck around with it as a hobby was it was actually becoming very pastorally interesting to me. Hmm. Um, No one, you know, I I just, I I mostly hovered, I didn't engage too much in conversations and stuff like this, Um, um, but um, it was what I saw as a need in so many people who engage in these communities, the church offers and we are nowhere near to offering it to people. Now, so these communities, so what happens is often around different projects, communities form, Discord's form. Discord is the thing that everyone uses for it. Um, and I was quite amazed to see how much these online communities became a source of hope, peace, and friendship for people. Hmm. I was quite, it, it's actually quite, is it perfect all the time? No, there are jerks online too. There are trolls in this space as well, right? There are hackers out there who are trying to, to steal, like there is a dark side to that stuff too, just as there is everywhere. But overall, my experience of how the NFT communities form themselves was incredibly positive. I found it so interesting, this desire for community, in all of them. When you, when you, when you enter into the NFT world, the number one thing people care about is what's the community like. Can I create relationships with people? Can I, um, create friendship? Can I find a place that I can be myself, that I can be uh, honest with people, that I can be, um, vulnerable, that I can speak about the problems that are going on in my life and I won't be judged or, ki- or, or kicked out or, or, or trolled or, or, or being, or, or you know, ratioed or whatever.
1: Okay, so for example, yes. uh, one of the things that you were involved in was uh, basically uh, basketball cards, right?
0: Basketball highlights, yeah. NBA okay. Top Shot is the main one, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm simplifying this. Basically they are online basketball, collectible card things. Okay. Sort of that's what we're going with. Cause that's all that matters for this.
0: Yeah. But you see, this is the problem though. It's more than that too, though. It really, it's online collectibles that often bring utility, often bring gateway access to communities, to events, etc. I don't care about utility and I just, I, again, I, st- I, I just kind of dabbled in it and I actually stuck around because I found the community stuff very interesting.
1: Okay. So, yes, online collectibles centered around basketball. Okay, so you get involved in that, and then you find a Discord where people may trade these things, talk about these things. They form a community around a particular NFT,
0: essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple collectible communities, right? Yes. And it's, it's the central thing that everyone cares about. And so, I had these different experiences that I want to um, just kind of... I was noticing, again, this desire for communities, this real friendship was happening. In, in real life, friendships occurred very, quite easily. People would get, want to get together at, at events around their particular project. Um, people would want to find ways to create value for themselves through their projects that they were buying into, et cetera. Um, but what was interesting is there was very little competition. There's competition everywhere. But this whole community in general, like the whole NFT, the larger NFT community, generally wants people to succeed. They want people to have financial success, even so they can pay off their student loans, or you know, pay off their car, or get out of debts, or whatever. You know, they um, they want to onboard people by being friendly, supportive, understanding, patient, willing to answer the simple questions without like saying, "Oh, you idiot! How come you don't understand this?" You know. because they understand that this is this is a vital thing and to onboard people, these are the characteristics you need to have and generally they have this. Often people will, when people get like, so I'll give you an example, actually just this past weekend, one Discord got hacked and $204,000 worth of Ethereum was stolen from people through them clicking on a scam link. Wow. Um, and the owner of the project immediately tweeted out, I I saw this happen, I'm working on the security stuff, uh, I'm putting up a form. If you got scammed, and I can verify that you did, I can verify your wallet that this money went out. Um, I'm refunding everybody their money that they got scammed out of. Wow! He didn't have to do that. Mm. He did it because he felt that, and and people came around him and offered him support. And you know, like there's this general sense of camaraderie and mm. fr- and, and and support and 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 friendship that I thought was really really fascinating. One of the odd things that comes out of this, though, I, I will say it's it's odd from a Catholic perspective. Is, and I, this is stuff I really just could care less about, is really people like to use their, cause often these projects are based around um, uh, profile pictures, right? Mm-hmm. So like create, you know, different art is your profile picture, but then people creating a kind of narrative around this. And it's like, becomes like this almost avatar of their selves. Mm-hmm. And so they, it's, a, it's this kind of postmodern sense of the creation of self mm-hmm. that I find a little odd, but I also understand it. Like it, 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 it makes a great logical sense based on the world we live in today. But overall, it was a very po- it's a very positive experience. And I found that quite delightful. And over this last week, as I'm logging back into Catholic Twitter and other places, I noticed the opposite. <laughs> I noticed, I don't know, maybe it's the way the algorithm is functioning, um, but I saw a lot of poison. I saw a lot of vitriol. I saw unnecessary ratioing and trolling, lack of understanding even if you don't agree with something that someone tweeted, also we also all know tweets are not a way to engage with uh, delicate issues and if even if people are being a certain way online or they're struggling with something online, sending a, a quick retort is not the way to do, to, to do that in charity. In short it was really shocking I, it was night and day for me Mm -hmm. the NFT community is something attractive fun um, creating a place for friendship and relationship that people want online yes but it's and that's another question obviously but what are we doing as Catholics online often and not just through Twitter through YouTube through um, through every form of social media we're using it as an opportunity to destroy and to take down and to own the opponent and to build ourselves up as the only arbiter of truth. If you were some rando who's looking for, for community and you go onto Twitter and you saw both communities, which one do you think people would choose? Yeah. What does that say to us as about as a church, at least in North America online? And I, and it was really, this was really shocking to me, you know, um, because at the same time, I know as a Catholic, we offer every like everything those people are looking for in the NFT world. We offer and offer in abundance, but we don't see it as a gift. Um, we don't see community as a gift. We don't and we don't take and this is the other thing. We don't take the internet as actually real,
1: hmm.
0: and that is I think one of the bigger problems so again shifting back and forth here a bit nft people they almost live all all, almost all online um um, and so they online is life right (laughs) it is reality to them and it is actually and here's the thing we have to stop thinking like it's not real life yes it is it's part of reality it's part of creation and so we need to like i think we also need to develop a theology of the internet essentially that says like the internet's a real place Pope Benedict calls it the digital continent, right? The new agora, right? He calls it um, a place of for um, the culture of diac- diaconia. Um, he calls it a place. He calls it a. Co- he calls it a digital continent. So this is a part of reality. But if we are doing this, this I think to me this with this those two attitudes tell me that the person who can get snippy and angry and so on and so forth online. I mean, again, we all fall into it too. Like, this is just part of life. I think if, but I found this tendency more amongst Catholics in this regard is because I don't think we've actually taken the internet seriously enough. While for these online communities, they tend to see the, the internet's, no, it's a real place. I have real interactions with people. I have real relationships with people. Um, I'm closer to some people on the internet than I am to people in, my, in, in who are in front of me. Again, we need to they, we also talk about the incarnational element and being face-to-face, but that's a whole other thing. But I think that's actually part of the big problem is that we don't take the internet seriously enough. And actually, I think we're ignoring, like so I was looking at it earlier, every, the last five world days of communication, every single one had to do with online life by Pope Benedict every single one as the place, the opportune place for evangelization. Are we, are we doing that? <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, I sorry, think, I'm so on, I'm monologuing here a bit, but some yeah. of the
1: people uh, in our comments are making some points that I think mm-hmm. I kind of agree with. I think this, I think part of this is a forum issue that Twitter has something that discord groups don't have two things. One, Twitter, is too big to be a community. It is impossible to have a community on Twitter. Communities have size limitations. Uh, This has always been how the churches understand things as well. Um, uh, Well, mostly, I'll say dioceses are too big to be a community very often, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, But when you have a group that is that large, it makes it very, you become disassociated with individuals. Yeah. Okay, so there's part of that. The other thing that Twitter doesn't have that different Discord communities have is uh, investment. Right. Uh, there's it's very easy to jump on Twitter, make an account, and do whatever you want. Right. Okay. That it's much more difficult to do that in different Discord channels. Um, for example, uh, I've talked about this a lot, but my my clan on Destiny Two, mm-hmm. we have this Discord channel. Uh, you now mm-hmm. you know, I joined this clan because. To play this video game, I needed people to help me. You couldn't do Mm -hmm. it by yourself, some of the activities. So that was the reason why I did. Pick the Catholic Mm -hmm. one. And like uh, the community you're talking about, it becomes so much more than that. So yeah, we're we're based around this one video game, and that's kind of the reason why we're there, but also it's become places for theological discussion, for fraternal correction, for, there have been a lot of arguments there too, but working them out and holding those things in tension. I have met people in real life because of this. Um, you know, made friends because of this. Um, now we're doing that very intentionally because we're Catholics and we have some understanding of this, right? But it has two things: it has investment in this small group, and it is a smaller group. I think part of the whole problem with Twitter is that it's too big and there's no investment. And very often we, we're painting. I think it's it's wrong to say Catholic Twitter. Now I know. If, I know. If you know, if you but, listen to but. Oh, my or thoughts. I'm, I, my turn to monologue. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> you know, we've had we've had growing and changing opinions about online communities since we started this podcast because we've had different experiences, and the experiences that we had when we were smaller uh, on the internet very different than when things became larger. Um, and to say Catholic Twitter is toxic, I think is unfair because one, there is no Catholic Twitter, right. and two, individuals are are toxic. And then mm-hmm. on top of the toxicity, some you have a lot of people who are just dumb about um, the way Twitter works and they're dumb about it because they have no one to teach them and if anything the things that they learn from being on Twitter is how to be more dumb um, and it's not their fault uh, so someone may post something that's very personal which is something that I've usually 90% of the time strongly recommend against uh, because it's not everyone deserves to see your wounds. Yes. That is a place of, as yes. uh, a sacred place and a place of privilege. You don't, and you should not air that for everyone. Right. And this is not to like blame those people. Cause very right. often, like we said, there are people who are lacking community. Don't know what else to do, have found yeah. good connections yeah. through various forums. Right. It's not to blame them. Um, but it's a very dangerous thing to do. And also that doesn't excuse anyone for tearing into those people. Right. That's still terrible to do. Um, but then you have people who have no investment, Mm -hmm. um, who have no commitment, and are living in this, like their entire purpose on Twitter is just to build themselves up. It's Mm -hmm. not about community. Right. Because I don't think you can have real community on Twitter. Um, I think you can make some friends, and you can have people you talk to more and more, but because it is so open, because there's no exclusivity, I don't think there can be community.
0: Okay. So, two things with this. This one is just, I was, I mean, well it's interesting actually the discords are not small like some of these communities like some of them have twenty thousand. some of them have two hundred fifty thousand people okay. like these are small these are big communities there and then twitter like i but um but it's even the, it's even the experience on twitter there is different than it is on amongst i don't know again maybe it could be the way the algorithms push stuff onto your timeline sometimes right so we have to keep that in mind that for X amount of content, the algorithms push stuff out more because it's going to get more clicks and it's going to get more ad sales and stuff like that, right? So, um, um, I guess the, but I guess the question is, I guess the, okay, fine. I mean, I'm just using Catholic Twitter as a kind of mm-hmm. name. I, I, I would agree with you that it's not a thing in a way. At the same time though, Catholics on Twitter tend to, there's been a tendency I've been finding lately, um, towards not being an evangelical witness.
1: Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. But yeah. also, like the sicknesses in yes. Catholicism are their own particular kinds of sicknesses.
0: That's fair. Yes.
1: That in okay, so let's paint with broad strokes this weird moment that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, there's far more communication. People know yes. more stuff about what's going on in the church than they've ever had before. Way and, too much. And I would say too much. Yes. Um, but also, s- stuff that's um, bigger, that normally wouldn't affect parishes, now does. Um, and right. people know why, okay? Yes. It, it just So the church has gotten bigger in that sense because of the communication. Yes. And particularly in the Western English-speaking church, Uh, there is a particular kind of sickness Mm -hmm. where in a country that is so spiritually political and so spiritually Protestant, and I'm painting with broad strokes, listen to our other episodes, Mm -hmm. um, there is a particular kind of sickness that has infected the church. And it's one that sees the church as a means to an end, even if they wouldn't say that. That being traditional in a Catholic sense is simply a means to progress their own agenda. Um, and so you have all these people and there's not a lot of space to use, do that in real life. There just mm-hmm. isn't. And a lot of these communities have grown up because of online stuff. Okay? Right. And so what you don't have, I suspect, in an NFT thing is a version of Catholicism that's been corrupted where the emphasis is on getting the right people to hate you, where this whole spirituality about Catholicism is based around hatred in various ways. You want the right priests to say the right things, um, to hate the right people. It's a complete inversion of Catholicism. And so you have this particular kind of sickness that is infectious in the Catholic community, and it spreads very quickly online. Yeah. And so... You're going to have problems, whether it's on Twitter or other forums, when you have Catholic stuff, because there is so much confusion right now, because there is so much communication, confusion and abandonment of leadership. And so it's it's someone posted something uh, that I saw. Someone sent it to me that uh, they thought when they joined the Catholic Church, it would be much more uniform. And instead, it's the Wild West. And I think probably some of that has always been true, I think, about the Catholic Church. Um, We like to imagine it being more uniform than it is. A certain yeah. things certainly are but in a particular way now it is the wild west yes uh, when you have such a breakdown of uh, authority yeah uh, you're gonna have stuff like this so i think it's, it's something particular to us right now
0: i would actually i would say the wild west element actually exists in the nft space as okay. well. and i and i th- you know as we're talking here there is one thing there is one difference that i think makes it a little different when you, the catholic thing if you will is that it's all or nothing in the end right it's about everything touches everything the
1: stakes are very high
0: the stakes are very high (laughs) while with nfts it's 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 actually you you don't really actually have the only thing you're often staking is maybe a bit of your money right um Mm -hmm. and 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 you don't have to stake a ton of that you know yeah um but your 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 stakes are very low and so Mm -hmm. it does i mean again it's not to say there aren't disagreements and there aren't jerks and stuff in that space but it was just i think i think that's part of it so when the stakes are very high and it's all or nothing um, it, it can get more intense. And I do agree it's just a wild west, but this is the whole, I think this is the whole thing about it. Cause I think like for me, like it's not to say, you know, NFT Twitter is better than Catholic Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Cause I would even say the same thing. It's like, there's no such thing as an NFT Twitter, I guess you yeah. could say. It's just, it's a, there's a, a group of people who like those things who exist in the same sphere in Twitter or whatever, or just discourse in Twitter. Um, but it, the experience was, it was just like, it was almost visceral. I was like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Why, why, why am I here? Um, it, and that was like, that was especially today. I saw some stuff online today that really disturbed me mm-hmm. uh, against some people and I, it really upset me. Actually, I, I mean, it would have upset me in the past, but I would have just like, oh, you know, that's just that people being jerks, yeah. uh, because I hadn't been around it as much. It really hit me between the eyes. But I think part of this is we're not being reflective enough about how we use social media. We're not being reflective enough. Like we have to remember, like so there's two points I wanna make with this. One is that we have to remember that if you're, if you're claiming to be a Catholic online, that puts a responsibility on you. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a light, to be a witness for Christ, you know? Yes, um, priests have to be the same, right? And and off. I mean, I think that's been part of our frustration sometimes is there have been sometimes, even sometimes I would call unreasonable standards placed on priests online, um, but, and that frustrates us. And That's hard for us sometimes but it's actually, it's also, it's, it's, it's for everyone. It's really for everyone. There is a standard placed upon us. Am I willing to try and be a light of Christ to the world? Um, am I willing to be Christ's presence to the world? If I'm not, then should I be airing this stuff out publicly? Um, and that's, I think a real question we have to ask. Hmm.
1: So I think most people (laughs) know that,
0: um, But, but, they get, they keep. I mean, again, maybe it's just this. The realm I think of sin. It, you know, but, I, part of me thinks that bad people are bad people. Well, yes. Well, no. But I'm not talking about bad people. I'm just talking about people who just don't check themselves.
1: Right. And part of me thinks that they, they even if you were to tell them that, they wouldn't listen. Um, I think there's a some think, will, some won't. Maybe. But I think the bigger question is how. Hmm. So a lot of people I know who have been very involved on Catholic media, social media and that stuff, a lot of them are withdrawing from it yeah in a major way. yeah um,
0: I don't and, miss it as much anymore.
1: <laughs> you know you have I have, yeah. and you know we're also people who experience like a lot of really great fruits that have come yeah, from I mean it.
0: again, this podcast literally exists because of Twitter.
1: right, and I have a lot of real friendships because of yeah, uh, Twitter and online yeah. stuff, um, but also for the sake of my soul and health and sanity, I've had to withdraw from it yeah. Um, And so I think the question that I have is, if you're a good person, how much should you, what is your responsibility to this forum? So,
0: sorry, I'm cutting off.
1: Yeah, so like, because part of me doesn't want to leave Catholic Twitter to the realm of a bunch of people who are just LARPing, who have a, a childish understanding of tradition who have a lot of sexual hangups that they're projecting on other people and who have a picture of Our Lady on their profile picture. I don't want them to be the only ones online. Uh, at the same time, like to, I think to go into that realm, I think you have to see it as work. And yeah. it's not work for everybody. It's right. not work that I've chosen to do. I've chosen to withdraw from that work. It's not for right. me. Uh, but, the days of in like big forums like that that have been going for a few years uh it's it's a risk you have to see it as a mission i don't think we can afford to see it as just a fun happy community well um, just, if you're yeah. going to be if you're going to show yourself as a catholic person talking about catholic things
0: so uh, yeah i was i was brushing up on some of those because they're nice and short those world communication notes from pope benedict sure and um this is his whole thing to be there is to be missionary so if you wanna be there, great. But then, and actually he actually even says it's like essentially a privileged place of mission right now. It is, it is, it is uh, an amazing tool and a new way to reach people with Christ that we haven't had before. Um, but again with mission, not everyone is called to the same mission. Mm. Okay, So it's not to say everyone has to be on Twitter. Everyone has to be on Instagram. Everyone has to be on discords and everything like that. And I actually think the whole movement towards discord is interesting too, because I think it the only problem becomes again, then you have echo chambers about people around the same thing, right? Which is also dangerous, but we also know echo chambers can exist quite publicly as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's always been that mission element's always been there because if I don't stay there, then only the bad people remain. And again, I'm not even saying bad people. Like, I, I really won't actually hold back from that. Actually, because like, listen, actually, those people, I, I don't even care about them. The bad people on there are going to be bad always. Like the 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 people who get really hardcore about certain things, right and left or whatever, um, uber traditional or or uber liberal. That's not what I'm even worried about. I'm talking about the people who go to mass every Sunday who just tend to who can give in to their jerkishness sometimes and and forget the element of. Um, forget the element of mission in us all and to forget that you have a responsibility as a Catholic, as public witness, when you're in, whichever form you're in, wherever you are, we have a responsibility. And we, at the same time with that responsibility, we fail at it. And so then we have to have the responsibility of mercy. And I think that's actually one quality that we need to build on big time. We are going to make mistakes we are going to say the wrong thing sometimes or we're going to say it the wrong way or we're going to hurt someone not on purpose by by accident or something like that. I mean and how Twitter, many times have you how many times have you and I done that? Right, exactly. And it's like Twitter is hard that way too because of the character limit it it you can't expect to address every person's concern in 280 characters. Mm-hmm. So then mercy needs to be really there instead of going off attacking and trolling, okay? So that's yeah. the first thing with that. But I think the other the other question then becomes is if we're, I think we need a theology of the internet, we do not have one. And by this I mean like a theology, I mean is a a theological reflection on the reality of the internet and to help ca- form Catholics on what this is, why does this way, we just use, like we, we use it unreflectingly and we, I, so that's a very modern thing to do, right? Um, to just do things without reflecting on the moral consequences of a thing, right? <sighs> and. yeah we have to be reflective about our action. We have to also be reflective about like, this is actually a real place. So that I think, part, and actually this, I was saying earlier while we were waiting for you, actually I think one of the cool things about Twitter lately has been the emergence of Twitter spaces. Actually, I like that a lot. I think it allows for the reality of the possibility of discussion in a new way that doesn't limit it to characters. You also hear a voice. So now it's becoming a bit more incarnational. Yeah. And so it, there's, there's less, um, re, there's less um, material division, if you will, between you and the other. And so you're a lot more hesitant to just throw out opinions behind uh, and, anonymity. So I do think we, we forget this notion, but the, like, it's a real place. You're dealing with real people. You're saying words to real people, which, and, and I don't think we would do this face to face. And I think it's it's actually almost like li- kicking into the lizard brain element of us in a way. Like it's We're just doing it reactively without thinking it through. But part of being Catholic is this having this reflective attitude. And. And recognizing that I'm actually engaging in a real space with real people in real relationship
1: here's the thing and I don't disagree with anything that you've actually said so far at all um, yeah, but my thought is like how do we create a theology around a thing our brains are not wired to handle like the internet I, I don't think we we have a deep understanding of how dangerous this technology, how new it is, how it's how it's so inhuman, in the yeah. sense that the uh, massive information. I remember being blown away with this when I first got on Twitter, because it would be like, a joke, a joke, my mom's dying of cancer, another joke. I'm like, on yeah. t- yeah. how do you deal with that on one like, timeline? How do you deal with information coming at you at all times? So how, And also, like, this is the thing that we, when we were at the Notre Dame conference, the one thing yeah. that you know, we had talked to people who had written papers and, and studied this sort of stuff, but they, a lot of them weren't a part of it. It right. was from the outside yeah where we were to our own small extent on the inside um i i pray for whoever takes on the project of actually doing theology of the internet in a way that's actually comprehensive because more and more i'm just like well our brains aren't made for this we're playing with stuff that we do not understand and we think right. we do yeah um
0: because there's nuclear weapons essentially
1: yeah because there's you know profile pictures and colors and clicks and likes and it it seems harmless and I'm, like i said i i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing because i mean i've had too many good fruits to to say it's all bad i can't um it's also different for us as public figures um you know and uh so i just man i think it's i think you're absolutely right Mm -hmm. and it's a because it's become so common it seems like not a big deal but it's a huge right. deal.
0: It's a huge deal. And, and we need to be almost, for those of us who are out there, like, it is interesting for me because I keep on, you know, every time I take, I, it's good to take breaks from stuff sometimes. It's like yeah. every, you know, and I, and I need to do it because, again, if I, if you don't see me on Twitter much, it's not because I'm, not that something's wrong. It usually isn't. It's actually, um, it means always for me, my pastoral situation is, is first priority at yeah. all times. And it should be because I'm not a priest for the internet exclusively. Mm-hmm. And I know that right it's a but it's something I do actually enjoy and actually I've always every time I've thought about leaving I can't Um, because I think God's put on my heart this notion that we need to have that presence and I've matured a lot through this too I personally at least I found I found I've been better but what I share I don't tweet as much online as I used to Um, I don't emote online as much as I used to I don't feel feel this need to do that stuff anymore because I've learned that that's you know that's part of maturing with the use of it all um, and but then how to and then how do you you know how do you be a light in the midst of really bad stuff happening because the problem becomes if if people are ratioing up ratioing or ratioing how you pronounce it um, ratio I think you're doing that's, that's, that's the latin pronunciation <laughs> and, uh, that's what I always think of when I ever see it it's like you got ratioed no, ratioed, ratio-ed. ratio-ed. Oh, you no. got ratio-ed. <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be a great meme you have fides and ratioed man <laughs> um, but
1: uh, when you get ratio-ed,
0: demolishing noobs it, with yeah. faith and reason yes exactly uh, uh, when you get ratioed is that is that a healthy thing you know when we pile on because like oh this person said something dumb is that really the Catholic response? Really? Is it really? And and so for that person who's being ratioed, for example, to be someone who can say, "Listen, actually, this isn't okay. I mm-hmm. just want you to know that, and I want you to know you're not you're not alone." Mm-hmm. We need those lights there; otherwise, yeah. it will become a den of sin. And and um, we need to have the light. and I, And I think God's put on my heart to just continue to stay there, regardless. And um, and I think, but it's also been. I think it's about. At the same time, then, let's, like, let's get out. I think the best way to get out of our echo chamber is to, quote. and again, I I agree with you. It's not, like, a whole reality. Get out of Catholic Twitter, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, And by this, I mean, start, like, we, maybe it's, like, I mean, I'm probably going to embarrass her about this, but I think, like, I think someone, like. Katie Rubicalba actually does this very, very well with her stream and stuff like that in her Good Egg community. I'm always I'm always pumping her up because I actually think she does a really beautiful job with this. Mm-hmm. She's just being herself in the world and, and showing the hope of Christ to others in a way that's not preachy or pushy, but also it doesn't hide either. It's just yeah. normal. Too bad. I'm talking about you. Too yeah. Bad. Also, I yeah. Mean, we'll talk about someone else who isn't here, yeah. uh, John Blevins. Yeah. with His
1: bearded Blevins is exactly. uh, Twitch stream. Is doing the yes. same sort of thing. Um, but it, I mean, this so, is a tricky realm of mission, uh, in the sense that, I, in order to be a part of it, you risk infection. Uh, in a certain sense, like I don't want to call yes. Twitter or the internet a disease, but in order to study it, you risk getting infected as well. Absolutely. And I mean, because I think the daughters of St. Paul are very aware of this dynamic. Yes. Uh, that they make sure they pray before they open up their phones and do yes. things. Like, they have to be, you know, very intentional. Uh, because yeah. it's a dangerous mission territory. There's it a lot is. of good. There's a lot of fruits. Yeah. But it's dangerous. It is. And, 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 and there's I think, a lot of
0: crap. Like, like yeah. the stuff they've told me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. the, the stuff they have to put up they, with and everything I mean, is really horrible.
1: You, I mean, you wouldn't know because they don't talk about it very much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they get horrible stuff sent yeah. to them. and the only way you can survive that is by very much preparing yourself in the Lord before you log on. Exactly. Um, And I I think, I think there's room like just to be Catholic and maybe you're on Twitter or Instagram and you like shoes and you're kind of in shoe Twitter. I don't know if that exists. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, And I think those are easier realms to just be Mm -hmm. yourself in Mm -hmm. it's um, and it's tough because I think because being an online being online, yeah, you don't reveal your entire self. Um uh you don't um Oh, this is from uh, Sister Benedicta. She's saying that accountability Uh, in real life with community helps so Mm -hmm. the sisters all follow each other i assume and they can watch out for each other and probably talk about and they also
0: literally live in community which is helpful i actually think i I still think there should be an order of priests for i mean i think i mean i guess there technically could be already but i mean there should be something for this online full-time but you need to live in community with other guys you need to limit how much you're doing this they're all still yeah i um I guess the, when I say get out of the echo chamber, I mean, like, if you're going to be, I think it, I think it's an interesting thing that we, we just tend to, we tend to say in the confines of the kind of digital church wall of our echo chamber of Catholic Twitter. And we're not, we're not being missionary. If you, if we're going to be missionary, like get out into those other realms that are on social media, be Catholic, like be like, so I'll, I'll end, I'll end with this. Okay. Okay. So through the Top Shot one, I I, I have a, a very very small Discord of about twenty people that I just kind of run just to you know talk, um, share trading tips, um, you know what kind of achievements you want to kind of chase or whatever like that, yes. and and have had it for the whole year. I started this mm-hmm. thing last year, and anyways, and so through you know I I've been I've not been resident like I have not been resident about like being a priest there, but I just. Um, you know, you're going to a new place. You're not sure how you're going to be received, right? Yeah, sure. But they all know I'm a priest now and it's, and yeah. it's no problem. And I can tell you, like, I've probably done more evangelizing online through there than probably through Catholic Twitter, just through that small Discord. Sure, I right? it. Like, it's been amazing. Like, like one guy, his his wife broke up, right? And he was mm-hmm. reaching out to me to talk to me through Discord about the stuff he was going through. Yeah. Um, And he really appreciated that. I would be willing to listen to him, right? Uh, some Protestants in there who had questions about Catholicism, they're actually, a couple of them are gonna order my book on Mysterion, right? Um, yeah, nice. Um, but it's also, you also hear what people want and need. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to evangelize, we need to know what people, on, on people's hearts. And I've learned so much by just listening. Sometimes, yes, you're not gonna agree what someone says, or it's not well thought of, or it doesn't agree what the church teaches. But there's a way to receive that in a way of charity. And the fact that they're willing to do, to share this in a non-jerky way and say, I, well, I, I think about this about gay marriage or something like that. Okay, that's what you think. I don't agree with you. But I don't <laughs> right. hate you because of it. A I'm not gonna ratio opi- you.
1: A wrong opinion doesn't end the world. Exactly. There's always yeah. gonna be a wrong opinion. So much wrong there. on the
0: internet? Yeah, uh, it's tough, it's tough. It, it is like tough. I, but like, yeah. And, and so all I'm just saying is, I've actually had a lot of really cool fruit from this, and it the Lord hasn't put anything on my heart with all that, but it's just it's it's proposing a question to me that I want to propose to Catholics out there if you're on social media start thinking how you can look outside your echo your your kind of Catholic echo chamber we need the Catholics we need that community it's what builds us up um it's what um it's what gives us the ability to go out on mission mm-hmm And honestly, everyone has to do it all. It's just like, but like, we all, we all have, like you have your video games, right? I got my NFT things like, you know, and um, we all have these little things that we like to do that we find interesting that aren't Catholic things, but they're done with, if you, if you will, with a Catholic ethos, with a Catholic heart, but it's not, and that the Catholic heart is that all things, if they're good come from God and it's therefore Catholic. If it's good, it's, it's something like, this is what the pagans, this is what the church did with the pagans. They didn't throw everything. They retained what was good. Yeah. look for what is good retain it and show them what they desire is something much more than that like okay and then in, in all this one of the guys um, none of them listen to the podcast so we're good uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell who they are but one of the guys was telling me that he's I guess dating this Catholic girl and, mm-hmm. and um, he went to this um, show on relics oh, they, cool. and saw all these Catholic relics and he said it was one of the most moving things he's ever encountered in his life and it got him to ask a lot of questions cool and he felt so he's like hey can I talk to you about relics I'm like yeah of course like let's talk <laughs> about this right <laughs> yeah and then everyone in this seeing it yeah and it was like most of these people I'm probably never going to meet quote unquote in real life and I'm okay with that but um, I think there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of the energy we waste fighting with each other could be better spent seeking out those who desire God because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. So let's look. Anyway, I, it was a little all over the place but I thought it was an important discussion to have. Cool. Well, there we go. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, I'm going to share a quote from, uh, from John Paul II. A Christian so completely convinced of the truth that Christianity bears that it animates everything he does. This should describe us, says the poster, um, since they told me not to talk about them. <laughs> um, um, I, I, amen. Amen. Yep.
1: Cool. Well, you thanks script? for listening. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to jump into it because yep. this is the one thing that I do. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening Please leave a review on iTunes And tell your friends about the podcast Tell your enemies too Because Jesus says we must love our enemies You can find me Hanging out with my niece, Indiana
0: You can find me on Twitter At FR Harrison yes, Yes.
1: Exactly Contact the podcast and receive updates at Pod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, or email us at clericalspeaking at gmail.com. If you have a theological emergency, call 412-912-7995. That's 412-912-7995. The plan for next episode, since I'm running it, I want to run through a bunch of emergencies because there are some emergencies in our inbox, and we need to solve them. So feel free to give us a call. We're going to run through a lot of them next time. It'll be great, great fun. Awesome. Peace. God bless.